Hey, congratulations, by the way, to your good friend being inducted into the uh, Jewish Jockey Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, no, I think it's just the Jewish Sports Hall of Fame. I don't <laughs> think it's Jockey Hall of Fame. It's not, there's one. He's the first member. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jerry. On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. We claw with our fingernails for that itch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. They're off in the Breeders' Cup Classic. They're off. In the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Off in the Longines Breeders' Cup Curve. They're off in the Breeders' Cup Sprint. They're off in the Longines Breeders' Cup Distaff. Admiration of War will take charge of Final Man, Mojo Benjamin! This is unbelievable! Zenyatta! What a performance! One will never forget! Looked impossible! What is up? I'm Jared Walsh. He's Aaron Halterman. This is Blinkers Off. Well, I don't know if Magic, I don't know if we were supposed to show that yet, if it was just for the Breeders' Cup, but it's Breeders' Cup time. And what, I mean, I made the audio, I put it, I gave it to, uh, to, to Magic. He made that uh, amazing video that if you watch and you're not jacked up, then you need to find something else to do. Ma uh, you know, Magic, hell of a job. Uh, Halterman, <laughs> what's up, man? Yeah, that was that was great. I thought Magic needed a really, really, really good job on that. And yeah, it's it's time, man. It's time to get excited. We're we're here. I mean, we are less. Well, I guess tomorrow will be two weeks away from Breeders' Cup Friday, so it's it's about here. The talk's about over, and I'm I'm kind of excited for that. But we've got a fun thing we're gonna do today uh, to kind of talk about these Breeders' Cup horses even more. But yeah, great video to get us going. Yeah, I mean. A week from today, or two weeks from today, we'll be uh, we'll be there. I mean, we'll be at in Del Mar. So I mean, it's 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 here. It's uh, it's hard to believe. I you know we're uh, you know obviously the we're all hands on deck right now with getting stuff done for the guide and the supplement guide and uh, you know articles and video. We've got video content coming out, and it's just like you start looking at the timeline. You're like, shit, we're two weeks away. Like it's it's here. So it's insane how kind of how fast this is all uh how fast this is moving along yeah i mean pre-entries come out next week and then it's really time you know like <laughs> that's when decisions need to be start to be uh finalized uh really next week those pre-entries come out and we'll start putting together a lot of preliminary work on the guide and then you know entries and uh where they draw who's riding them and then yeah it's, it's pretty much will be done so if this year has just flown by like it's been crazy how fast this year has gone 
Um, so yeah, I mean, it's exciting uh, to, to know that we're, we're getting real close to, to making those final decisions. Any, uh, any kind of like, as you've, I mean, I've obviously, I dove in really heavy yesterday, last couple of days with the, with the, with the trends, uh, coming out, uh, which by the way, if you guys haven't heard about the 14 trends coming out, it should be out next week. Uh, it's basically 14 British cup trends that you need to know. And essentially I put it together every year. I go each race, I pick out one major trend. I look through all the races I, and the trend, it's like, it's crazy as I've done this for, I don't know how many years it's been now, three or four years. You start to see the trends develop, you know, you might have, we may have thrown, I may have thrown something out there just to see if it's stuck. And then all of a sudden, you know, you look at like, say the turf, uh, the juvenile turf sprint, you're like, we've got a trend on our hands here. Like this is officially, it's <laughs> officially a trend. And I'll just read real quickly what that I did put for that one, because it is, it's, it's crazy. It, it's, 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 it, in a race, it's only a few years old. It debuted in 2018. We have already developed a major trend. Major speed horses at short prices. The only three winners of the Juvenile Turf Sprint, Bulletin, Four-Wheel Drive, Golden Powell, were based in the United States, won gate to wire, and took a lot of money at the windows. We'll see even more of a secondary trend developing as we see Wesley Ward now has won this race two years in a row, two of the, and two of the three years they've ran it. And guess who has a horse in the race who will be a short price, who has a lot of speed, Wesley Ward. Wesley Ward, of course, looking to have Avery Jane in that race. So it's just like that trend is just, the more they run that race, it feels like that trend is firmly establishing. And again, trends are meant to be broken, and, and some races are easier than others to find. But what I like about the trends is for myself, for you, I know you like them. It's just It, it helps give you something to like, if you're kind of on the fence of, do I take the international horse here? Or do I try, you know, it gives you something to kind of go off because, you know, history is part of this. That's the best way to use them. What you just said, uh, you, you know, you don't say, well, that's the trend. And even though this source doesn't look like it's going to win, we're going to go with the trend. You use them in tiebreakers. You use them in close situations yeah. where you're trying to make the difference between uh, two or three horses. You go, okay, well, this trend has been whatever it is. And, and so I'm going to lean with that because that horse kind of fits it. And again, it's it's just a way to kind of break ties, so to speak. Uh, yeah, you know, in that juvenile turf, uh, juvenile turf sprint, I should say, we all kind of thought, wow, this will be a, a shit show trying to handicap this race when they announced they were going to do it three years ago. It's been super easy. We're three for three at it. And we really, like last year, I spent, well, really the last two years, actually, I spent maybe two seconds <laughs> handicapping it. Right, you know, right. the first year Bulletin was the favorite, but it wasn't, he wasn't a standout. The last two years, I mean, four-wheel drive, Golden Pal, I, I mean, obviously it's a Breeders' Cup race. You can get to a lot of different horses. But for me personally, it didn't take too long to get to those two. The trend that, uh, there's so many, and I don't want to like, it'll be coming out uh next week yeah. but there's so many interesting trends that i find as i go through this and like wow you know there there really is something to this you know you look at even like the, the juvenile the tvg juvenile and you're talking about a race to the last six winners of that race six winners have gone on to be entered into the kentucky derby and only one of those horses has won the race which was uh nyquist I mean, so you, you've seen a pattern here. And game winner, you know, he won. He was like 11 to 1 or 10 to 1, whatever he was that year. So it's it's one of those races that more tends to what you think of these horses are going to be versus what they are currently. Now, so of course, essential quality, you know, there's, there's exceptions. But it's just a fascinating trend to me that you have to have six, even even a horse like Storm the Court made the gate, you know. And that, that, that just goes to show you 
it's more about future class than it is current class. And I, I think that's a very fascinating trend. It's one a lot of people wouldn't guess, but it's it certainly has, has held up. And boy, you look at last year's distaff. Holy cow. <laughs> what great horses were in that that just kind of carried this tremendous crop of three-year-olds that we'll talk about in depth here in just a minute. So, yeah, I mean, I love the trends. It's funny. Some things that we have done on the site over the years, like when we started these, we're just like, this is kind of cool. Let's just throw it out there. We didn't really mean for it to be any big deal. Really. Right. I mean, it's not, not like we disliked them or we, we half-assed them. It was just, Jared, do these. This sounds fun. He's like, yeah, it sounds fun. And it's been something now that, that everybody looks forward to. So that sometimes the simplest things turn out to be the biggest things for the site. Yeah, and even if you don't like them, if you don't like, I would I would definitely encourage everybody, especially for these big events, to go in and dive into the the, the trends, the stats, because it, it opens. You know, you start looking at these races closer when you start looking at the trends. You know, who passed winners and how they entered the race, and it's really a fascinating way to look. Uh, Michael says it has been a decade since the frontrunner has won the disc stuff. That's true. Um, it also is a very that's an interesting trend because you have Latruska, obviously, who's going to be a heavy favorite in the distaff and mm-hmm. in, the, in the not to spoil more trends but class wins the distaff it just does these big races class wins now having said that of course you've had the likes of zenyatta royal delta beholder untappable monomoy girl all those horses that win even when there's not upset or when there's upsets like midnight bizu getting update up, upset by blue prize blue prize was nine to one so if you're gonna take a swing it's got to be somewhat logical don't you can't swing like to the fences, but if you're looking at Bonnie South or She Dares the Devil sitting there like eight to one, nine to one, like there's there's worse horses you could you could choose. But my 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 thoughts on the distaff is you have to still stick with class and and moderately high odds. Like don't go crazy because class wins these races, like the big ones especially. See, and this is what I love about it, too. We've got our 14 that you're going to put out and, and you work on, but here's some more that people are talking about. You had Michael Myers that came up, and then this. Then Nick Feldman says, last five years in the Breeders' Cup, Irad Ortiz has won three races at 18 to 1 or higher. He there has most wins uh, 18 to 1 in the last five years. They were all in sprint races, and this doesn't include 11 to 1 Whitmore last year. Awesome, right? I mean, that's what we're talking about, and that's kind of yeah. what, to your point, if you don't like my trends, still dig into it and find yeah. your own. And, and there's no shortage of trends. There, yeah. I mean, you can go, you can find an angle pretty much anywhere like that. I mean, I, that's something that you have to dive really deep into. But guess what? Nick is probably going to use that in some way at the Breeders' Cup, and it may win or may lose. But at least when, in a, in, when you're talking about the best of the best horses showing up for the best big races. <laughs> Nick is the goat. He is there the go. goat. Nick, I agree. Nick, Feld, Nick Feldman's got it. Uh, I might just, we might just employ Nick in like future years. Like, Nick, just put the trends out, please. <laughs> That's right. I'm, reti- I'm retiring from Especially when this, you know, when all my trends. So far, knock on wood, like, it's almost uncanny how well the trends have predicted results. Yeah, and no BS about it. We always, at the end of the Breeders' Cup at the hotel or, or Airbnb, wherever we're at on Saturday night, we, we, we pull up the trends. It would go, okay, did this work? And most of the time, all of the, well, not, it's never all of them, but over half of them easily, they, they work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's funny. I think it was like the first year or something, Magic's like, wow, after the words, it's like, wow, look at all these, like, this is all held up, you know? And I'm like, I didn't even think to look back at those, but you know, and it's <laughs> well, now and every year it's been like, 
Yeah. Wow. Those are really working. So he started uh, that tradition. I think was that Churchill Downs maybe when he started that. It was Churchill or Del Mar one. He kind of started it. And then that's yeah. kind of what we do. It's a tradition now. So there you go. Pretty Nick, cool. you've, you've you've been employed for the twenty <laughs> the twenty twenty two uh Breeders Cup. We'll 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 give you a test drive. Maybe yeah, you know, like we'll have like Nick's Nick's trends underneath mine, and see we'll see which ones hold up the best. So yeah, yeah, you gotta earn it. You gotta earn it. Um, but yeah, that guide will be out next week. It's free. Uh, just you know, just it'll be on the site at racingdudes.com. We'll have look to have that out uh, early next week. Halterman, what I was gonna say before we jumped into that, like as we are, you know, I've dove into those, and is there anything we can get into that here in a little bit with 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 the prop bets? We're gonna we're gonna. Uh, talk about is there anything that's changing like sort of slowly kind of changing your opinion for one way or another you know not until next week because what happens is that final prep week happens and then you've kind of got a two-week dead period right this is a dead period as far as breeders cup and changing your opinions but when those pre-entries come out and those past performances come out that's when things can change and you also kind of get the, the the knowledge of what Europeans are actually seriously considering this. And so then you asked me this on next Thursday's show. I bet I've got some different opinions. But right now, no, nothing's really Hey, uh, Nick, we do, uh, we do have that coming up. So we've got some head-to-head bets. Not Maxfield, I know he's out, but we got some head-to-head bets. That This is going to be an awesome podcast because we we dove into, you know, asked the team. I came up with someone, Halterman came up with someone, Magic, Samich. We all got into it. The odds we got we got head to heads in the classic. We've got uh, over unders. We got random prop bets. So we're gonna dive in. Let's just not waste any time here because we got a ton of prop bets and to do, and we're gonna go through these. And what what better to do when we're waiting this is the last week without really having the full information, or at least almost all the information. So shit, let's let's get. <laughs> we're all degenerates. Let's do let's do some make believe gambling here. All right, today's show we will do our picks. With several prop bets for the 2021 Breeders' Cup World Championships at Del Mar. Let's go! Time for the 2021 Breeders' Cup Prop Bets Podcast. That's right. We it's the first time we've done this. We do it. I know you guys did this on uh, on one of the old, one of our older episodes, uh, one of the different shows. I know there was a you guys did some prop bets with with jockeys at Saratoga. So we thought, well, let's just make this a little bit uh, more involved at the Breeders' Cup. I mean, what? there's nothing closer to the Super Bowl, right, than, than the Breeders' Cup in our terms. And so the Super Bowl, if you're a handicapper or if you're a better, is about prop bets. You know, who's going to win the coin toss? Who's going to be the first team to score? The first guy to throw an interception? Whatever. So we're here for all the good ones. Bring up, you know, if you guys listening, obviously, thank you, everyone that's tuned in for, with us live on YouTube and Facebook. If you want to ask questions or give your own props, bet, prop bets, we'll try to answer those the best we can here so let's kick things off the uh so we got some over-unders to talk about here the first over-under and some of these some of these are joking most of these are serious <laughs> uh brad cox the wins of the 2021 breeders cup at two and a half over under two and a half for brad cox at the breeders cup all 14 breeders cup races over under two and a half i'm gonna go under i don't think he gets the three this year uh now if this would have been last year's question i would have said over because he just seemed to have more depth this year he seems a little more top heavy uh i i think you know the classic he looks in great shape but you look at all the other races it's it's not like he can't win other ones but it gets a little bit longer odds so i'm gonna go with brad cox under that two and a half total i don't what was the what was the total number last year like five 
something like that. Uh, Six, let's see. five, maybe. Three, I think you went five. Yeah. I think it was five. So yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like, yeah. Now Juju map, definitely Juju's mm-hmm. map could definitely win. I I think that's a a great um, pick. So you have that, and then you have obviously one of the two, like you said, with Nick's go and it's such a quality. So you're stuck at two, and yeah, you look and there's not. You don't have that other horse that you can really... I mean, you think about all the... You know, Jackie's Warrior, it's not Brad Cox. And Life is Good, it's not Brad Cox. And, you, you know, you've got to... You know, the turf... Who, what turf horses for Brad Cox? There's some that, you know, like you say, it could be bigger prices, but nothing you can necessarily depend on. Uh, I'm going to say... Was it four, Jake? Was it four last year? He says four. Okay. Yeah, well, two on Friday, two on Saturday. Um... I think I'd go under on that one too, but that's dicey. Like, that's a dicey proposition to go under Brad Cox winning two and a half. Like, you might be paid if he if he wins two races on Friday, you're fucked. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know, you're assuming he's going to win the classic, and you just you just don't know for sure on that. It's not you don't mail those in, as the coach would say. You got to go out and win those races, like the classic. Uh, you know, Juju's Matt will not be the favorite, but got a great shot. She dares the devil will not be the favorite, has somewhat of a shot. So I think it's hard to get three wins this year for Brad. If he gets three wins this year, I, I think he's smiling from year to year. Uh, Jason says, I'll parlay. We haven't talked about all these. I'll parlay the, the Cox under, the Baffert under, and the Bar Bill way over. <laughs> so we'll get to those in a second. So let's go to the next one here. By the way, the easiest bet of the whole weekend is the Bar, yeah. the bar Bill. Um, three-year-olds. How many three-year-olds will win? Two and a half is the over-under. 14 Breeders' Cup races, so obviously, well, actually, nine Breeders' Cup races, so the two-year-olds are not out of it. Nine Breeders' Cup races, the, the, it's set at two and a half. Now, you got to remember, we have some legit three-year-olds in this crop, maybe better than we have had in a very long time. So two and a half, I'm kind of leading the over, Halterman. What do you think? Well, I'll give you a little bit of historical uh, background to this one. I wrote an article today. You can go to the website now. Uh, it it kind of will this uh, class be legendary? And I think it's one of the best classes I've ever seen from top to bottom. Right. So uh, the, there's nine races that they can run in. Basically, there's six races that they have serious chances to win. The other three they don't. Uh, the record for American-based three-year-old wins uh, during a Breeders' Cup two so if they get to three it'll be the most ever from american-based three-year-olds to win at the breeders cup i'm going over here i I think they could win four Uh, and i think if they do that they they have to be considered one of the greatest three-year-old crops we've had uh in our generation at least our our following uh you've got life is good you've got jackie's warrior so right there there's two that are going to be huge favorites so then it comes down to as far as this bet can we cash uh, you know, can can uh, Bella Sophia pull an upset? Can uh, Malathot pull an upset? Malathot, yeah, yeah. Can Essential Quality pull a mild upset, or Hot Rod Charlie, or Medina Spirit? Uh, what about Golden Powell? Going to be the favorite in the in the turf uh, tur- sprint. So there's options out there that they could get that third win. So um, and, and and then to this point for this bet. Europeans usually have a good three-year-old on the turf as well. So I, I'm going way over here. I think two and a half uh, is pretty light. I'm going over. Yeah, I I'm, I think this is one of the easier bets, really. I, I really do. I think this, because like you say, like li- you got life is like two of the best locks, in my opinion, are life is good and Jackie's Warrior, and those are two. 
So you really just need one more. I mean, that's like you, so. You, if if I have to catch this and hit, have essential quality, uh, or Hot Rod or Medina. I mean, I got three horses in the classic. Yeah, I got to beat Nick's go, but shit. If that's what it comes down to, I would take those. Yeah. Uh, the, I just think, I think this is gonna be a, no doubt about it, right? Record year for the for three year olds go. So let me parlay that. I, we both agree and say they do get over this two and a half and get to three. We've been following the sport since 2007, basically. Um, is it the best crop you've seen of three-year-olds since we started following? Uh, Depth-wise, there's no doubt about it. There, ha- It has to be. Yeah, there's been maybe, maybe. I mean, it's such a quality shit. He's throwing his name right there. To, I mean, as far as the classic-type horses... You know, Pharaoh, of course, Arrogate. I mean, there's some really good ones that we've seen. But as far as top to bottom, I mean, when was the last time you saw... I mean, like you said, like your example, like a three-year-old winning multiple divisions, like, repeatedly is insane. And not just that, you're going to have three uh, massive favorites as three-year-olds in these races as well. Yep. You know, so even if they don't win, to say that you have a heavy favorite in the sprint, a heavy favorite in the dirt mile... Such a quality is not going to be the favorite. Really close. I mean, it, it's it's pretty remarkable what they've done, and I think it's the best class that we've seen. Right? It has to be. I, I think it is. Yeah. I, I, I look back to 2007, a breed shaping type of class. I think this could be even better. I, I really do. Yeah. I mean, the Euros, and that's the thing. That's the wild card, right? The Euros are gonna. They'll have some three year olds that can win these races. So. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think that's a pretty much a no brainer. Michael says, "Does a gray horse win the classic?" Those are odds of like minus five hundred. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, seems likely. Yeah. But you know, that's uh, you know that's part of it. That's uh, let's see. Let's go through some of these. If international three old wins, that helps both your bets. Uh, I've been following. Uh, Nick Nick says, "I've been following since 2017." And this is by far the best crop of three-year-olds. Also add in how spread. Yeah, exactly. Philly Sprint, the Sprint, Dirt Mile, Classic Turf Sprint. They're all over. Um, just interesting. Totally random. But I, 2017, Nick, what got you into the game? Like, why? Yeah. Why You obviously are very talented, very up-to-date up to of what's happening in horse racing now. What Why? What made you go to from 2017 to now? Just out of curiosity. Same with Mark. You know, uh, you know, if you've, you know, some of these guys that are always on these chats, I'm interested to know. Um, all right, great question, Bob. Bob Baffert. So the, the legend, Hall of Famer, Bob Baffert, 2021 Breeders' Cup, over under two and a half. I, really, I know, we're we're going just to be clear. It's we have said this over and over. We will continue to say it. The the Breeders' Cup is allowing him to run. They've got some strict regulations, apparently. Uh, to make him to, to to qualify, he's got to pay for his own testing, all this bullshit, whatever. He's running. We're we're here to pick horses, to pick winners. That's all. We get it. But what two and a half seems? I mean, he's got Corniche. Mm-hmm. He's got. I mean, he's got them everywhere. I'm sure. Um, but two and a half seems that's a tough line. I think if you if you give him Gamin, which I. I people thought I was crazy last week, but I have just I haven't just handed that to him. But let's say you do, I think it's still hard to get two more wins. I don't think he gets above two and a half. Uh, I I think I think I'm going to go under on on Baffert this year. I I don't think he gets there. Let's assume he gets Corniche um, on Friday, and then 
So he's got one. You got Gamine early in the day mm-hmm. on Friday, on Saturday. So there's your two. So you just need one. I mean, it, it's very possible. Oh man, that's a, this is a tough one. Um, because he he doesn't have any. Does he? He won't have any in the in the juvenile or the Phillies juvenile. I don't think. And he won't, have certainly won't have mile dirt mile. And I bet he has one in the dis. So he has private mission in the uh, disc staff. In the disc staff, yeah, which is. Could win, I guess, unlikely, but could. Um, eight rings, of course. Uh, like you said, the dirt mile. Um, as time goes by, if, if, if as time goes by, runs in there. Yeah. Um, still, boy, that is a tough line. Um, I think I would, I think I'd go under. Yeah. I think I would go under. But I'm going that, under. It's way too close. I, because part of me thinks he's just going to have a dominant Breeders' Cup. Because <laughs> that's what will happen, right? That's what happens. Rub it um, in our faces, yeah. Yeah, under on... Nick says under on Bob. Um, Corniche, Gemi, Medina Spirit for Michael Myers. Uh, you know, eight rings. Yeah, throw him in there. There's no way. I, there's no way eight rings wins, right? Uh, can't be. But okay. So we'll go under on Bob Baffert, two and a half. Seems dicey. Okay, this is an interesting one. International horses uh, winning at the Breeders' Cup. So, obviously, we talked about internationals bringing over some good three-year-olds. International horses winning at the Breeders' Cup is set at three and a half. And, you know, Magic made a point today that the Japanese even, so you throw those in there as well. They'll be sending seven this year, the most ever, according to Magic. Um, so, you've got the Japanese. you got, of course, the Euros, the Turf. It's tough to say they could win anything on dirt, but the turf races. So you're basically saying out of however many turf races there are, eight turf races, can they win three and a, four, I guess? This is a really tough one. It's either going to be three or four, in my opinion. I, I think this is going to be right at the number. Gosh, I debated this one for a long time. It's a seven. Think- it's seven. So you got so there's seven turf races, and they've yeah. got to win four of them. It's gonna come down to those two juvenile races on the turf. Not I, they're not gonna win the sprint. The, the juvenile turf sprint. There's not. It's gonna come down to that. I. I'm going under. I think they win three. Man, it's. I lean towards. Now, what is the and I, I mean I put this together, so I wasn't sure which way we'd go. How what qualifies international? Is it based in internet like so like yeah i would say that so yeah yeah i think that's too high but it Thank i you. mean just let's say a tornado wins say she runs from tornado wins um like you say let's assume the one you know the my well turf sprint or you know one of the juvenile like juvenile the juvenile turf that's a good one i mean they it wins one of those so there's three you still got to come up with one more, you know, and I'm not, I don't think our Americans, you know what? I don't think, ah, you know, it's tough. I don't think our American horses are very good on turf this year. Like we're super thin in the turf, but I'll go over. Okay. I'll go over. I just think that they're not like, I don't love it, but who's going to fend them off is kind of where I'm at. 
I think we're really up against it in the turf unless domestic spending bounces back. He would now he's international bred, but he's based here, so right. I'm counting him as an American. But I think we are up against it there. Uh, the turf mile, I could see us winning that race. I think that's going to be kind of a random result. Uh, you know, the two juvenile races, I'll tell you this time next week, I'll be able to tell you a lot more about those. Uh, Philly and Mare Turf, we have Warlike Goddess, you know, she might be able to get a win there. Turf Sprint, we got Golden Pal. I don't know. I just, I don't feel confident going over, but I think it's going to be right at that number. I don't feel confident in it, but at the same time, like, I don't necessarily, like, I don't know. Like, I don't have enough trust in us <laughs> to, to, to fend them off. So I feel like we're going to have a few randoms. Um, some bombs, you know, sometimes these turf horses, especially like in like the, not the turf, but like the, uh, juvenile races or something, you're going to get, you get like a bomb, uh, like a random, mm -hmm. a random, you know, international horse, um, that, that wins. So you just need one or two of those. And I think you might get there. So I'll go over on the three and a half. All right. The lock of the, the weekend, <laughs> forget Gamine. It's Racing Dudes on Track Bar Bill at the Breeders' Cup. It's set at $299.99. So $299.99. I I mean, well, I think we'll have this by Friday. This is a, I, at first it was just you. And I was like, well, let's make it Racing Dudes. So it's us together. There's no way it's under $299. I can't see it. No. What I, I, what I, the drink that I like to drink out there, I think it's like $15 for one of them. So <laughs> I think that right there tells you what it's going to be. They have like a, a, I think it's like a white rum, like drink of some sort. I can't remember what it is. It's so good. Uh, and I think they're like 15 bucks. So two of those, there's $30. You're going to tip the guy or gal whoever <laughs> serves it to you. Over. Everyone's on. like, this is easy. It is. I mean, shit. Halterman definitely will have that on his own. I mean, when we went to the, uh, imagine this scenario for a second. We get to the Kentucky Derby. And we actually, it was Halterman went first or went to get our first round or whatever. And he goes and he comes yeah. back and he's like, you're not going to believe this. I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, these are free. And I'm like, what? Like, what? He's like, these are free. I don't know. I tried to give her money. She didn't take it. It was free. And we tested this the whole time. And we never, we tipped, of course, but we never paid for a single drink the two days we were at for the Oaks and the Derby. And I shit you not, we drank each, easily drank a bottle of Woodford. Each. I easily. mean, easily. Because it's, when it's yeah. free, like open bar at the at the races, we don't even, we didn't ask questions. I don't know why. We, think, we had press passes, apparently because we were in the lower level, they were all free. I'm going to guarantee you they don't do that again next year because they definitely... Lost some money. I know they had lower crowds, but we made up for it. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was insane. So, point is, we've, we're spoiled now. So, bro, whether we pay for it or not, we're getting our drinks. And two ninety nine yeah, ninety nine is a no-brainer. So, dude, <laughs> Mark says, Farva, <laughs> open bar, dudes. <laughs> I went to get our first drinks. I got to whatever we, we had. I don't remember what we were. And I, I gave her a $20 bill, and she was like, I don't. Why are you doing that for? I was like, I, I guess to pay you. Like, I don't know what's going on. She's like, all the drinks are free Friday and Saturday if you have a ticket. I said, are you freaking kidding? Like, are, seriously? <laughs> Just at this bar? She's like, no, everywhere. I was like, oh, my God. 
So you asked, you didn't ask questions. You just took off running. It's like, all right. I it. did. I ran before she changed her mind, and thankfully no, she didn't for two days. So that was it good was, times. No question. It was insane. It was yeah. insane. Um, all right, quick update here. I just to read some of these. Mark says, uh, "Grandpa taught me to read a racing form at seven to eight years old. Lucky. Uh, he let me make two bets with his money in third grade. Won them both. Uh, been hooked since. So he, you've been hooked since you were a young kid. Um, yeah. You know, definitely. Yeah, everyone's kind of got their story. Nick says." Went to college in Kentucky. My aunt lives 30 minutes from Saratoga. Just naturally got into them by the proximity of being close to them. Got into the Breeders' Cup seriously by a friend. Classic Empire, Breeders' Cup, Juve, favorite wins. of won Classic Empire once. So, I mean, that's the thing. We all have our horse. We all have the horse. You know, Halterman's is Curlin. Mine's Zenyatta. Um, that just got you in, you know. Whether it be a big horse, could be a, it could be like, a, you know, amazing horse like Curlin or... Uh, or Zenyatta, but it could be random horses that just got you absolutely hooked. Um, you know, uh, you know, what random horse win Willie for me, you know, winning at the, at the, in the rebel, the first year, the first time we ever went to the track win Willie, a horse upset the rebel at like 50 to one. It's like, Oh, this happens all the time. It's like, no, it doesn't actually, you know, it just uh, beat old fashioned that year. D Wayne Lucas favorite. Um, but no, it's, it's, inc- it's crazy. By the way, fun fact, Zenyatta is the horse in our logo. So I don't know if people know that. But yeah, um, that is the horse that uh, is encapsulated in. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mark says Rachel Alexander, all-time favorite. I mean, that's the series. That's the first, like, Triple Crown series that we really got into. And, of course, she was a big part of that, uh, winning yeah. the Preakness that year. And I'll course, tell you Calvary what, uh, my dad and I were standing in Oakland when Rachel Alexandra won the Martha Washington. And you, you got to remember, this was uh, 2009, right? And my dad and I knew knew maybe a 20th of what we know now about racing. We, we were more of just fans and loved it and wanted to go all the time and loved it bad. And we're trying to learn, trying to learn. And we saw her, and now keep in mind, we saw Curlin, you know, two years earlier, but we saw Rachel that day in the Martha Washington. We looked at each other and we're like, this is something special. Like, she just murdered the field. Uh, yeah, I'll never forget that moment. Uh, she was she was something. And I'll never forget uh, you and I watching the Preakness at an OTB. Uh, and when she rounded that corner and she was four or five links ahead of those boys, and we just were like, this is, this is incredible what's happening. So... Yeah, it, it was the first year that I constructed this crazy try, yeah. like had her keyed on top and I had all this random shit underneath and then just I had swapped, you know, it was like learning the hard way, but it, it was, I mean, it just, uh, you know, I'll, I'll never forget, uh, we were at, in Vegas with a bunch of us friends in 2009 and uh, we were at the OTB all day at, uh, I think, where were we at? Were we at the uh, Valleys, I think, yeah, yeah. and uh, been there all day betting football, you know, college football, of course, Saturday and, and the Breeders' Cup was on that you know that day and there's of course in santonia so it was on towards the end of the day and um we we're like you're like dude you got to watch this horse like she's she's never lost her she's a philly or a, a girl facing the boys and she's trying to win this race and she's five to two and so you and i go up and put money i don't remember what i think we put like 20 or 50 bucks or something yeah. on her to win and and we watched her win this classic course in the most unreal way <laughs> and to see this for your first time, me seeing her for the, like, really, and I was like, oh, this is, she's the greatest horse I've ever, this is amazing. She came from the back, and she, you know, I cashed, and it was, uh, I mean, the place went nuts. Yep. And, 
it changed my life that day for real like it did really yeah. because from there it's like you followed her and we got into it more and more following her of course we were there the following year we were at the Breeders' cup the following year when she tried to do it again uh so yeah it's just you know she's for me is the horse uh, a big reason why you know we are where we are so yeah um yeah i mean that, that we all have our horses all right let's go to let's get back to on track here let's go to some race matchups what do you say for the classic of course the classic being the main event of the two days the six million dollar long jeans classic we got a couple matchups here uh that uh to go over okay so the first one essential quality again that when you do matchups in any kind of matchup type you know sport nascar or whatever it's not you know it's it's just who finishes over the other one you know they can fit they can finish third and fifth or fifth and eighth or whatever it's just who's gonna out finish that horse so it doesn't have to win so the matchup is essential quality versus hot rod charlie this is a very interesting one essential quality you're getting minus 150 hot rod charlie you're getting plus 130 Halterman, what do you think of this one? Well, the problem is for me is I I have to take the minus uh, 150 because right now I have such quality winning this thing. So certainly I think think he's going to beat Hot Rod Charlie. The other problem is I wouldn't be surprised if these are the one-two finishers in the race. I I think Hot Rod Charlie has just developed so nicely over this year. Uh, Just really a beautiful job training. Uh, you know, and this horse just keeps getting better. The problem for Hot Rod Charlie is I, I, I think of the same with Essential Quality. I, I just think he is is developing so nicely, great trainer. So I think these might be the one-two finishers. So I, I'm going to take Essential Quality because I think that horse is going to win the whole thing. But uh, it, it'd be a tough choice. Man, you know, that's, that's a tough one too because they're both so – you can say that about a lot of them really in here. They're so gutty. So it's not one of those like Nick's go where if he's in here, you're like, well, he's all or nothing kind of thing. Such a quality and hot rod, they name a race they didn't show up for, you know, other than, you know, before hot rod, you know, bet, minus the days he was 90 to one. So it's like, and really frankly past that, he, he still showed up. Like he, he's a, he's a tough runner. So it's hard. You know, it's really, that's a close battle. I think I would go, you know, I think I might go essential quality there too, minus one fifty, just because I, I just think he's a little bit better than Hot Rod, and I don't see a lot of excuses there. Like if he goes too fast, like I think he's gonna set the trip, and I think it sets up a little bit better for essential quality than Hot Rod Charlie. But my heart, he won me the fantasy league. It's gotta be hot. I'm hoping Hot Rod Charlie gets it done. I'll have some money at one thirty. Don't worry. Um, go ahead. I'm I'm such a fan of both these horses. They have just won me over this year that's so, the thing so and, and, and even for and try to forget who trains him i mean medina spirit's got guts and these horses are just fun to watch these three-year-olds that, that have yeah. such a quality in hot rod charlie and medina spirit all in the classic all with guts all three-year-olds you know it's crazy going up against nick's go which by the way is the next matchup nick's go for, versus essential quality so nick's go minus 120 you're getting plus 100 on essential quality so you talk about another horse that's just won me over, and Nick's go has just won me over this year. So damn good. Uh, but I, I think Central Quality is going to get him in this race. I just feel like going a mile and a quarter with the extra pace pressure, if Medina Spirit is and Hot Rod Charlie are in there, I think one of them will be up there kind of with him early and soften him up, and I think Essential Quality it's going to beat him. So, again, I think Essential Quality is going to win the race, so i got to take Essential Quality in this matchup. Yeah, you know, listen, I – 
I have not made my choice. I'll be very clear about that. I, I, I mm-hmm. if I had to make a choice at this very moment, I would, I would, I would lean towards Knicks go. But from a value perspective, I'll give give me the plus one hundred on the essential quality here because I just think. I mean, I picked essential quality to be hot rod. I think you know he. I I think he's going to run a huge race. I, I just don't see a way he doesn't. Um, Brad, you know, he's obviously been trained up to since the Travers. He's going to be ready to roll, man. So. Uh, I'd go with essential quality over Nick's go. Ugh, that's tough. Um, man, what a fascinating race. Uh, Nick says I would take Nick's yeah. go. I'll take Nick's go versus EQ. Nick's either wires or f- the field or loses. And I'll take HRC, Hot Rod Charlie, who should have the first run over EQ. Uh, so he's got Nick's go over essential quality. I mean, that's the thing. Like you're either you're, you're getting all or nothing with Nick's go. You, you either know it. Yeah, so you, you, to out finish, it's like, how do you think they're gonna fit? Because Nick's goes either gonna finish first or like seventh. You know what I mean? Like he, it's really way. Yeah. He, he, I don't. Yeah. If he's gonna get in a battle and he's gonna run huge, he's gonna win. Uh, Medina Spirit versus Hot Rod yeah. Charlie. This is a very interesting one. Minus one ten on both. So you're basically getting to pick them here. Medina Spirit, Hot Rod Charlie. Trainer aside, try to try to take that out of the equation. I thought Medina Spirit's last race was really, really good. I really do. And better than anything he's had. I'm taking Hot Rod Charlie with this bet. But Medina Spirit is another one. Kind of won me over again. I, I, I hate saying it. I think Hot Rod Charlie's just a better horse when you get right down to it. But you know what? Medina Spirit beat him back in the derby prep season and beat him. At the Kentucky Derby. It's got to count for something. I'll take Hot Rod Charlie, but I, I, the way Medina Spirit performed last time out, I think it's close. I mean, it's, uh, I'm telling you, there's, I have a major, major fear of Medina Spirit. He will be on everything I use because I'm not letting that horse beat me. Fun fact that this, you know, this is straight from the Trends article as well. Uh, in a race like this, three-year-olds have won the Classic four times in the last seven years. Did you also know Bob Baffert trained all of them? He trained Bayern. He trained Pharaoh. Trained Pharaoh. He trained Arrogate. He trained Authentic. I'm just saying, favorites don't tend to win this race all that often. Like, not as often as you would think twice in the last 11 years. Like... Favorites still win the race, but not the odds on. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's crazy long shots, but it's it's not Pharaoh. So I'm just saying, like Medina Spirit fits the mold awfully well. Um, it, it's it's scary how off how much that horse fits the mold here. So I think I would go Medina Spirit over Hot Rod. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, okay, this is the most this is the most interesting one. Real quick. Doesn't Medina Spirit kind of remind you of Bayern a little bit? No, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Who's just going to get, like, you keep undervaluing the horse over and over and over. And, like, well, he can't. Now he's in the class. He definitely can't do it. And he did it. You know what I mean? And you're going to look back and say, well, gosh, I mean, all things aside, you know, forget the, you know, everything you hate about Bob Baffert. I mean, look what the horse has been doing. You know what I mean? So yep. it's hard. You got to take that out. You have to. Um, all right. This is the most interesting one for me. Brad Cox trainees versus the field. 
you got obviously Nick's go and essential quality. So you're getting the two studs. You're getting your top two choices. They're minus 300, though. So you're getting minus 300 on the Brad Cox trainees versus the field at plus 225. So you're, I mean, this is. The value is there enough with the field to maybe take a shot. Minus 300 is a lot when you've got, you know, Hot Rod Charlie and Medina Spirit uh, trying to upset him. I think if you get technical about it, this would be a good bet to hedge against your other bets. Where you, you know, Well, my other bets, I should say. I know not everybody on here is actually most of these people that I'm seeing aren't really picking the Cox horses. So they would definitely take the plus 225. But I would, too, as a hedge. Uh, the price is pretty good there. It's a pretty darn good field, even without those two in there. I do think he, he's the most likely winner of this thing. But at, at these odds, I'll take the field. Um, Man, it's tough to take, suck down minus 300, though. I get it. Yeah. Um, especially when I went under on Brad Cox winning two and a half, which I get is, you know, we were accounting for this race. Um. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go the field at plus two twenty five. I'm kind of with. Uh, I'm kind of with with Nick here. Uh, you know, you're getting HRC. You're getting Medina Spirit. You're getting plus two twenty five. I would rather suck that down and, like you said, get technical with it. But you know, play some of these other and hedge a little bit. Uh, or, <laughs> or if you're parlaying, are parlays allowed in our uh, in our make believe sports book? It, it's make believe, so anything's allowed. Yes. Um, <laughs> one thing I'll say. You mentioned the two big ones there, Medina Spirit and Hot Rod Charlie. You may fall on the chair. I think Max Player can win here. I really do. He has. Well, we talked about it last week some. Like, obviously, Maxfield's not going to run now. Uh, he was kind of another one that you could see maybe if he's the non you know major ones. Max Player and I, we both mentioned Max Max Player. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense. I mean, he's it's. Like if, if he goes and wins the race, you're like you're not gonna be like, how did that ever happen? You know what I mean? Because it's he look. I mean, look at he's he's gotten better and better. It seems he's got Steve Asmussen who knows a thing or two about turning the three year old into a good four year old, and you know, and as they get older to improve them. Like he knows a little bit about that. <laughs> so yeah, I think here's my here's my thought on not just you but everybody. I think if Max Player had a different name and you didn't have that stigma of what he was and it was just like a horse that came out of the allowance ranks and then did what he did the last two races, I think he would be a pretty short price in this race. I really do. I think the stigma of who he's been hurts his price. He's way different from what he used to be. That's all I'm saying. You're going to get like 15 to 1 on him. You know what I mean? Like. I think that is crazy. Yep. If he if he's fifteen to one, I really do. I think he'll run a good race. I mean, he he's the be- and The thing about him too is in a in a race that's going to have speed. <laughs> we know this. If it collapses, he might be there. So, um, yep. you know, I think using him on your tickets is very wise, and I imagine you and I both will be uh, including him as well in a race that's got chalk written all over it. He's the value there. Um, all right. That, what's out of those classic matchups, which one do you feel best about? I don't feel good about any of them. I think they're really tough. <laughs> I, I think it's inch quality over Hot Rod Charlie, but I, I still don't feel great because, like I said, I, I love Hot Rod Charlie. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's where I would go to, but I think it's damn tough. All right. Let's go to three more here. Uh, 
All right, the Breeders' Cup props. We're calling this the Ryder Cup. Who wins more races at the Breeders' Cup? North America or the world? Minus 500 on North America. Yet the world at plus 300. Of course, the world includes Euros and the Japanese. We talked about earlier. It's tough because tons of dirt races. We know the dirt definitely goes favors towards the U.S. I, I would not bet this either way because I don't think the world really has a <laughs> shot. But I don't want to bet minus 500. So I would pass on. I think I just think North America. I, there's just the world are they're just not good enough on the dirt. I think to compete. So uh, as far as this goes, so I, it's got to be North America for me. But I'm not betting at minus 500. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I think this is a mortal lock. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have whatever 37 years of history on, like, on mm -hmm. hand here. But I'm going to guess it's never happened that the, <laughs> the world has won more races than the United States. I, I, I guess it's possible, but especially a year when you had a international horse, you know, win the classic say or something. But seems unlikely very unlikely especially this year when you're talking how many free squares quote-unquote free squares feels like we have a bunch and that's all the dirt you know that's several dirt races so and there's more dirt races yep. so i'll go i'll go if you're making me play I'll, I'll just i'll suck down minus 500 i guess but i don't love it um i like how we call it north america instead of us as in canada will come <laughs> the, yeah you know it's the Ryder cup well, actually it's the you get you, you gotta include North, you know, you can include both of them. You're not right? looking for those Although, Ontario is the Ryder Cup. <laughs> no, now that <laughs> they're staying at Woodbine, don't worry. Uh, all right, girl power will a filly or mare beat the males in any Breeders' Cup race? This one's interesting because you got a few yes, plus 110, no, minus 130. So, this is a lot, a lot more to your liking. I'll go yes on this one I, I like that it's uh, it's plus odds and i think if tarnava comes then i think i think she's going to get the job done we had a couple other nice ones playing too yeah nick Thomas says Averly jane i think that's uh, a good one and uh blowout is going to go to the mile uh we you, you told me today mm -hmm. so there's some chances there um yeah i'll take plus 110 all day on the yes I think yeah, because you just need you just need one mm -hmm. right you know it just needs beat any mills and i mean uh, Averly jane we just I think <laughs> she's not maybe not a lock, but she's got a really good chance of winning. And you could you could secure that bet day one, early in day one, frankly. So yeah, first race. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I don't necessarily think it's going to be that difficult to catch that one. You know, yeah. I think that one at yes, plus you're getting you're getting you're getting plus. Yeah, give me that. So yeah. Uh, all right, last one here, U.S. battle. So this is you know forget. Forget Canada for a second, okay? We don't give a shit about them. U.S. battle. What American-based horses will win more Breeders' Cup races? This might be a little bit of a thinker. The East versus the West. East is minus 110. But it's split. Minus 110 East. East versus West. Which one's winning more? Give me the East. I like the East gets the job done. Let's go through it. Let's try to go through it. Like, so you've got, I, I went through some of this earlier. You got mm -hmm. Jackie, Life is Good, Essential Quality, you know, Nick's Go, or whatever. Nick's go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, Medina Spirit could be your West horse there, but that's it. Uh, I guess you would qualify Hot Rod as, well, Hot Rod would be West, though, I guess. Yeah, he's West. He's West. Yeah. So even though he's ran a lot of East races, um, 
He's definitely West because he's uh, Doug O'Neill. Um, I'm trying to. Th- what else would you have? Latruska. Latruska and Malathot, Malathot, and she dares the devil. All would be considered East. Way more on on the East. Yeah. There's way more yeah. prospects. Gamine would be a West. I'd give you a West. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, Courtney's first Jack Christopher will be an interesting one. Yeah. Um, you know, but Zulu and Juju. <laughs> that's kind of funny you say that out loud. Zulu and Juju would be East, you know, so there's really not a West Coast there. I, I guess uh, ain't easy in, in that juvenile Phillies uh, would be uh, a wet, the West Coast threat. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's close. I definitely lean, I would lean heavier on the East. Let's put it that yeah. way. Um, yeah, Mark says they have the home track advantage being the West. But not nearly the talent. I agree. Life is good, Jackie's Warrior. I mean, you're got you've got if you're looking for like the grapple hole, the 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 ones you can lean on, like they're all east. You know, they're all mm-hmm. based in the east. And so if you're doing a pick 'em here, if you got a little value, maybe I'd lean towards the West. If the West was an underdog, maybe whoever made the odds, maybe they fucked that up. Just saying. <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know who did it. Who did that? <laughs> whoever did it though, I expect some repercussions there. Uh no, but no, I think if there is the pick them, the way it's worded, uh, I think it's East. Uh, we did have a question somewhere in here. Something about the odds. Oh, morning line odds? Yeah, I don't remember where that was. Uh, yeah, right there. Um, so we don't necessarily have odds. I mean, obviously, we don't know odds right now. But we do know from our good friend, John White, friend of the show, John White, who is the morning line maker, as in... If you guys remember on the pod a couple weeks ago, we were talking about it. We didn't know for sure if he was doing the Brewers Cup. And I asked John after the, the pod, I was like, hey, are you doing the Brewers Cup? We figured you were. He's like, as far as I know, I haven't heard any difference. So <laughs> he doesn't really know. But I guess we're assuming so. Um, what he's got right now, and again, he's making the line. So you know it's going to be reasonably close. And he does have Maxfield included. And it says a lot of horses that may or may not. Uh, Knicks go 5-2. to two. Essential quality at three to one, five to one, a hot rod Charlie, Medina Spirit, uh, at six to one, ten to one an art collector, ten to one a max player, twelve to one a max field, so he's not gonna run in there. So you gotta think max player. And he's got ten to one on a max player, uh fifteen to one triple E, twenty to one Dr. Post, twenty to one happy saver, idol thirty, and stiletto boat, stiletto boy at thirty to one as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got to assume these odds are going to change a little bit, obviously, and you never know how the public's going to bet. You know those top four are going to be pounded, um, being Nick's go is such a quality hot rod trail. I mean, Nick's go is not going to go. Do you think Nick's go will go off at 5-2? to two? I think it'll be like 9-5, to 2-1. to one. Yeah, I think so, too. But I think if you like Nick's go, you are going to get a bettable price because I do think there's enough other horses in the race, like a hot rod, like Essential, like Medina, that, that you know you are going to be able to bet Nick's go to win if you prefer to do that. Yeah, so I mean, I don't, and I think Max Player drifts up. I just don't think you're going to get ten to one on Max Player. Maybe I'm wrong. I just think there's going to be too much action on these other. Well, in our collector, I guess, but you're definitely on those four yeah. that you're going to say a solid twelve to fifteen to one on Max Player. Yeah, I mean, I and I just think you got to look for value somewhere underneath because I don't, I just don't know how you're going to beat those heavy hitters so i I like it i like 12 to 1 i'll take it all day long so the question is does anyone know who's writing art collector you mean luis saez isn't he's not going to jump off essential to write art collector (laughs) 
Let's let's all hope it's Brian Hernandez. Yeah, we'll see. Hey, congratulations, by the way, to your good friend being inducted into the uh, Jewish Jockey Hall of Fame. Yeah. Cohen. Well, no, I think it's just the Jewish Sports Hall of Fame. I don't <laughs> think it's Jockey Hall of Fame. <laughs> not, there's one. He's the first member. <laughs> Talk about David Cohen. No, he's in there with the. I, I, I was reading about it. There's some. There's some big time uh, sports icons in that thing. So it's kind of cool that he gets in there. So yeah. Uh, David Cohen in the uh, Jewish sports is it the like what what is it exactly? I don't, I don't know. Hold I mean, on, I'll look it up again. I saw it last night. Um, to be clear, just to confirm though, it's definitely not the Jewish jockey no. thing, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> for I just wanted to make sure before I went off, you know, bragging about Uh-oh, knowing David here. Cohen. Um, where did I yeah, see it's, that? Uh, Let's see it. To be elected to the 2022 Class of Jewish Sports Hall of Fame. There you go. Yeah. Who all's in it? Do you have it all on hand? I don't. Um, I saw Ray Pollock tweeted out. There's some really, really big time members uh, in, in that. I But I don't. I don't have it in front of me. But yeah, congrats, congratulations, David Cohen. Uh, friend of the... Well, I mean... I met him, like I said, I met him once at a bar, and he, he said he knew who we were, and he liked us. So ever since then, I've always been a big David Cohen guy. So congratulations, There's buddy. a lot of uh, <laughs> some weightlifters in here. Um, yeah? Oh, you're looking it up? Yeah, I'm like, oh, Bill Goldberg's in it. Well, there you go, Bill Goldberg. <laughs> That's enough. Wow. That's all you need, yeah. right? Like you're, you're rubbing shoulders with Bill Goldberg. Come on, man! Look at like, that. Yeah, imagine Bruce Bill Goldberg Bruce. and David Cohen standing side by side. Bruce Pearl, he's in there. Bruce Pearl. Uh, I'm trying to like go through some of these uh, that I even somewhat know. Um, some kind of baseball, a couple of baseball players I'd heard of. Mm. I can't remember now. <laughs> obviously very mike epstein <laughs> uh, yeah. epstein is like a very generic right, right. um yeah. i don't know i mean honestly i don't know uh gosh this is this, i feel like it's so bad <laughs> uh i i don't know any of these okay. to be honest with you so i <laughs> maybe it's not as uh <laughs> George Costanza is in there for his front office work with the Yankees. Mark Hemsworth, dude, I shit you not. There are some executives in here. <laughs> like it literally says, baseball player association executive Mark Miller or Marvin Miller. <laughs> um, so George Costanza would be he'd be a front runner in this thing for sure, no doubt about it. So. George Costanza, assistant to the traveling secretary. Congratulations to David Cohen for making it. All right, there you go. Uh, <laughs> got off hand. That's a wrap. Uh, obviously these are not real prop bets uh, there's probably some out there uh, I don't know any legally that you can bet hey we won't judge but uh, these are the prop bets that we're going towards right now as we are a few weeks away from the Breeders' Cup stay tuned as we'll have more obviously uh, information and we'll just like now that we have the fields in a week from now we can really give a, a good analysis of how we're going to play these but those are the prop bets so far for the 2021 Breeders' Cup <laughs> So all the time I've checked out at racedudes.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our handicap products page. Get the products button. Get racedudes premium button at racedudes.com to learn more. Again, go grab your hand, get your hands on that uh, Breeders' Cup wager guide pre-sale happening right now. 
Uh, it's it's going to be massive. It, I don't you don't have it. Obviously, we don't have it done. We're not on pages. It's going to be like twenty plus pages. You get information, live bankroll plays from Halsman and I. How we're going to play this uh, the the Breeders Cup exactly? Uh, the betting betting uh, Breeders Cup betting challenge tournament strategy from Mike Samich. Top four consistence from all the team members at RacingDudes.com. Of course, every single race, every single analysis from Halterman. It's all going to be in there. Of course, look for the uh, 14 trends to the Breeders' Cup World Championships coming out next week as well. That's a free guide. to get your hands on that. Go through some of these trends as we uh, start to uncover these uh, the horses that are in, are going to be in the Breeders' Cup. Uh, you can listen to us on Sound... Or, no, you can't listen on SoundCloud. You can listen to us on... Uh, <laughs> Uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, uh, Captivate as well. We're your destination site for all horse racing and sports picks. Of course, NFL happening in a big way right now. Halterman, you guys did the Do to Bet Sports show earlier today. I got to ask you, like, don't you, like, uh, as a fan of sports, as, for, as a fan of NFL, like, it, Derrick Henry might break the record this year. Like it's got a, it's it's a record that's held up for for years, obviously, with Eric Dickerson. But like the dude, man, he is a he's running like, and again, I got an extra game this year too. So you got to think maybe it's can it could happen. I just pray. I think he's on pace for it. I pray he doesn't get hurt because he's so fun to watch. He is a man child out there. Uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. I needed the Titans to go over uh, twenty four and a half points, and they were they were getting shut out, but it was early. And he took that to the house, and I, like, jumped straight up and was yelling and screaming. I mean, he is just looks like a beast right now. The Titans' offense is getting going. Like, they're starting to find their rhythm. And sorry, Jared, but the Kansas City Chiefs, that's a tough matchup for their defense this week. I totally agree. I think they're going to get <laughs> pounded in terms of the run game. Like, he is going to destroy that the, the run defense the, or the the – the kind of ghost image of, of the run defense that we have. I mean, he the thing about him that's so amazing is in literally, like, they could be on the one-yard line, their own one-yard line, or they could be at the 50-yard line, or they could be in the... Like, every time he touches the ball, it might go to the house. Like, it's unbelievable. It. He... Every, like, if you're, pl- like if you're playing... If you're betting against him, like, you're betting against the Titans, or you're betting against... Or you're playing against him in fantasy or something... Every single mm-hmm. time he touches the ball, you're like holding your breath because he could take it to the house every time. It's a he's unreal. He, it's I I can't believe how fast he is. That's the thing. He's so monstrous. He looks like an old like wishbone fullback, right? But then he gets in the open field and he's gone. I mean, it's crazy. It's really crazy um, how fast this guy is. So. I, I'm really super excited to watch him every week. Like I make it a point to watch the Titans, uh, you know, just because of him. He's he's just fun to watch. Yeah, he. Uh, it's gonna be you know the Chiefs took care of business, of course, against uh, Washington, but <laughs> it's gonna be a different animal uh, on. Uh... Well, the the bet for the Chiefs. I, I think this. I think that game could go either way. I think it's gonna be classic. I think it'll look a lot like the Bills and Titans did on Monday, a high scoring game. But the Titans team total is 26 and a half. I I went over. Like I, that's my bet of the week. I think the Titans go but over. Like that, like the amount of points they score is 26 and a half. Yeah. Oh. That's a lock. I, that's what I thought. I thought, how why that why is that so low? That's four touchdowns over, you know, basically. 
how do they not score four touchdowns on Sunday? Because you know the Chiefs are going to score that. They're going to have to. Yeah. And there's no way it's a blowout. So, so <laughs> on well, the Chiefs side. Loved, yeah, that's what I loved about the Bills game when they when the when the Titans were over 24 and a, or, or the team total was 24 and a half because I knew the Bills would score, therefore forcing the Titans to be aggressive the whole game. Mm-hmm. It seems like that same thing's going to happen again. And the Chiefs defense is weaker than the Bills defense. And, you know, they only have to get two more points than they did last week. Come on. I guess that the theory is, or at least why it's so low, is, you know, it's like, well, they're just going to run the ball constantly, you know, keep Chiefs off the field, take a lot of clock, not, you know, but you're also assuming they're not going to have gouged plays, you know, or they run for 50 yards or, I mean, they're going to score at will. Um, yeah. And frankly, by the way, if you need it anymore, like even if they decide to throw the ball, Tannehill obviously is not a like superb quarterback, but you can you can run you can throw against the Chiefs. Like yeah. Swordson can you can't Swordson can't stop Tannehill. I know that much. I, I want to know this: Will Will Jackson Mahomes be dancing in Tennessee this week? <laughs> Listen, let me say something about him. I I've texted a few of my buddies, a few of my good friends that uh, were all Chiefs fans, and I'm like. I said we we ha- he has to be he has to go away like he him and Brittany his, his fiance wife whatever needs to stop Jack like Jackson Mahomes might be the most annoying person in the whole world he is that bad and like I don't know like I don't know how much it hurts it's certainly not helping Mahomes I know that much like to have to deal with that shit like every time you go to a game you're like. What'd you do now? Like you, you, oh, you did a TikTok on top of Sean Taylor's memorial. Yeah. Oh. What? Have you ever seen a guy as likable as Pat Mahomes surrounded by people that are so unlikable? I know. It's it's bizarre. And you would think too, like. His dad, obviously, a very good dad, a very, you know, he obviously did a very good job of, of, uh, of you know, raising um, Patrick, and it's like, hello, like, come on, like, there's got to be, there has to be that conversation at some point, right? Like, it keeps happening, and I don't know, like, at first, it, it, at first it was like, oh, he's just annoying, but whatever, just on the side, but dude, it's just every time. Every game. So, yeah, the answer is probably yes. If he's there, he'll be dancing. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. Everyone hates him, too, like, in the non-sports world, from what I know, and seeing, like, you know, social world hates Jackson Mahomes. Like, cannot stand him. And like you say, you could not have two more contrasting um, guys. You know what I mean? Because, like, think of Mahomes. Like, he's just been a, a perfect character, perfect dude this all around you know um you know one of the biggest sports stars in the world really and (laughs) you've got that very publicly have that all right uh but yeah huge weekend uh halterman how you feeling about real quickly i have to ask i haven't really i I know you you love ou but i mean what's the vibe now are like have you shifted from because you're like the hardest critic like you're like i with the chiefs like you're the hardest critic on your own team like are they national championship type worthy now like with the new quarterback i would be disappointed if they don't make the playoffs i'll put it that way um and i gave them no chance with rattler i not making the playoffs would be a bitter disappointment from what i've seen now i agree i mean i 
don't really care. But I think from what I've seen, there's no way you don't make it to playoffs, especially considering the update or the upsets and things. You know, it's just all like they seem to at least continue to win games and the teams are playing. They should be able to do it, right? If he can keep playing like he's playing, they can go as far as they, you know, they could go all the way. They really could. But he's played seven quarters and he's still a true freshman. So right. that's that, that's the question mark, right? But through seven quarters, he's played about as good as anybody I've ever seen down there. But again, it's seven quarters what? and it's against two defenses that aren't that good. And, and they're going to have, they have bigger challenges coming. So I'm not getting overhyped on the kid, but he's done very well so far. And he's a, he's a definitely an improvement from what we've had. And I think with him, our, our goal of making the playoffs, it, it's, it's back where it wasn't really there with Rattler. What, uh, what school does Rattler transfer to next year? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, he's got to go somewhere. A lot of people think he'll still get drafted. I, I don't, like, next year, like, that need to transfer. And I thought, well, that's, I don't know, but I think that'd be crazy. I don't know. I, I, a lot of people think Ole Miss is where he'll go. We'll see. That seems insane that he would get drafted. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess the Browns could use a quarterback, but, I mean, that's yeah. that, I don't <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, that goes well. Uh Go uh, make sure you go check out the Magic Mike show as well. Uh, of course, they did the they did an interesting one this year or this week. They did a cross country pick five for Saturday. Of course, it's including action at Keeneland and Belmont Park. So, if you want some more like this weekend racing happening, of course, go to the website racingnews.com or check out the Magic Mike show as well for some more analysis. Uh, again, thanks everybody. Uh, John Doe, hey, I'm gonna guess your name's not John Doe, but thank you for saying we're the best in the game. Appreciate it. So stay tuned, guys, because we have a ton of content headed your way, video content, content on the website, you know, pods, articles, guides, the Breeders' Cup. We live and breathe this shit, so stay tuned for that. We have a ton of content coming your way. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Altman. Good luck this weekend. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. You ever start talking and you don't know how it's going to end? You just keep going? That's how I felt ending that thing.